How's it going, everyone? Welcome back to the basement. Uh, we got Scott Anderson here and Jason Hansen in Lincoln. Justin's on the line over in Omaha again. And joining us on the pod, drum roll, please. Bryce Ewing. Say hi, Bryce. Hello. Bryce is going to be doing a little bit of a segment for us. He's going to be um, helping us with this week's pod. Maybe we'll get him on in the weeks to come. Uh, tough week this year for Nebraska. We'll get to that later. Um, there's a lot of problems, especially on the offensive side. The defense kind of fell apart. But for right now, recap of standings after two weeks. we got a three-way tie for first still. Myself, Jason, and Bryce here are all 22-8 and eight and went 11-5 and five last week. Let's go. Justin uh, H., Justin Hansen, who's on the line with us, is 19-11 in total, 10-6 this last week. Um, fifth place, Justin P. Justin Porica is 17 and 13, 7 and 9 last week. And last place is Dash, still at 8 and 6. He did not turn in his picks last week. It's pretty disappointing. Yeah, we thought about kicking him. But we are now going to drop everyone's worst week of picks just to make up for Dash's mishap. So he better have good weeks from now, here on out, because he does not get a redo. Um. <clears throat> So we got the standings done. Um, we're going to do a quick look at the picks trending up or down. I thought we'd give Bryce the first look since he didn't get to talk about his team uh, last week when we did it. So, Bryce, what teams do you like? Do you have more teams do you dislike? Uh, obviously, Clemson always up, even with the close game this last week. Um, I would honest. I kind of want to go trending down first. Michigan did not look that great. Should have handled the team better. Bryce knocking stuff over here in the studio. <laughs> First time. First time here, we'll allow it. I'm a virgin in Scott's room. Uh, yeah, honestly, I didn't was not impressed with Michigan at all as a top-10 team. Uh, Clemson always looks good. Oklahoma, though, is just taking it two teams, and it's kind of scary. But, yeah, trending up, Oklahoma, trending down, Michigan, even though it's still a decent team, but bad week. Yeah, uh, Michigan didn't look great. They got a lot of problems on offense. Um they turned the ball over too many times. Their their new up up tempo spread isn't getting off to the start that they wanted it to. In their defense, though, playing against a good Army team that controls the clock, um, keeps the ball for long periods of time. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bury them with that that close win, but it it did not look pretty. I got a stat. I was looking through because I didn't get to watch the Army Michigan game, but. Uh, speaking of controlling the clock, Army was two for four with 43 yards for passing. Yeah, the first pass of the game actually got picked off. Absolutely crazy. Um, but, I mean, this isn't – I mean, Army did the exact same thing to Oklahoma last year. Oklahoma made it to the playoff. So, I don't think we can use this lot or win to, to bury Michigan, but I agree. They, they did not look great. And um, your other pick, Oklahoma, yeah, they looked really good. Jalen Hurts is a freaking stud, so – Jason or Justin, you guys got picks trending up or down? Um, some of my picks: Alabama is doing fine. Wisconsin steamrolling teams. Oh, Miami trending down for me. Oh, and two tough loss to North Carolina and the Fighting Mac Browns. Um, uh, Oregon bounced back, and Boise State got a easy win against Marshall. Yeah, Justin, what do you got? Um, Oklahoma, still looking good. Um, Penn State, I did not 
I haven't looked to see how they did last week. Um, they won. They won. All right. Texas A&M lost last week. Would they lost to? Wait, did they? Yeah, they lost to Clemson. Yeah, yeah. I lost to Clemson last week. So, but it's Clemson, so it's all right. Um, Oklahoma, I have again. Syracuse. Did they lose last week? Syracuse got blown out. Throttled by Maryland. Oh, that's I'm... right. Yeah, that's that's that trending down there. Yeah, I'll brag about that later because I picked the Maryland with the big win. Um, for my picks, we all got the dub last week, and LSU got a big one, even though I picked against them. Um, LSU looked good, and hopefully Iowa State can get a big win this coming week against Iowa. Boo! Boo! So, so yeah, my picks are looking good. So, how about – so, we made the game picks last week. What games did you miss on that you thought you were going to get and we were completely wrong? Probably – let me look – Definitely the Maryland one. I thought Maryland was going to have a down week after that big first week. What else did I miss? Oh, Miami. That one sucked. Yeah, I thought for sure Miami was going to get a win in that one. Um, <clears throat> Mac Brown's got UNC 2-0. Sam Howell looks really good as a freshman quarterback. And another one I missed on is I picked Texas. My big stat was LSU is – 0-11 against top 10s on the road. They are now 1-11 against top 10s on the road, and they proved me wrong in that one. Washington, another one I missed on. Yeah. Did you uh, hear the stat on game day that I think it was Bear in his segment? He said, like, he said that stat, but then he was also, like, LSU is – like five and zero under Ed Ordron when it's not Alabama. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, so it was like either way, pick your poison. One of them's gonna be right. One of them's gonna be wrong. Right. And then last week I talked a lot of crap on PJ Fleck. (laughs) I will not be repenting. Fresno State kept it close. Should have and they should have got blown out. PJ Fleck, Silver's coach in the Big Ten. I had Minnesota with a little Big Ten bias on that pick. I wasn't. I don't know. I would have wouldn't have been hurt if they lost, but I'm glad they won and kept me tied in the standing. So I missed that Stanford USC game. I yeah, honestly Stanford. just picked Stanford because they were higher rated, but USC is honestly looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah I, I flipped my pick on that one when KJ Costello wasn't playing, yeah. and actually we're gonna talk about. Or I got, I'm gonna bring up USC a little bit later because their quarterback Keaton Slowis looked like a freaking stud. So, USC might make a run at that Pac-12 title. So, we'll move on to big news in college football. Uh, any of you guys go first. If you got any big news you guys want to talk about. Um, yeah, I'm this we, kind of this week It is like news. There's no ranked matchups. Um, this is the first time this has happened since week seven in 2017. And in that week, seven, te- seven ranked teams lost and – Five of those were favored, three of them by more than 16 points. So just looking looking at that, there might be some a repeat of that, potential upsets. Maybe uh, the Washington State game, with it's at Houston. Um, Iowa, obviously, they're not 19, playing at Iowa State. That's where game day is going to be. Florida State at Virginia. Virginia's number 25, and then we were just talking about Stanford going to 
UCF. I don't know if Stanford can turn it around and get a big win, but just some potential upsets over ranked and unranked teams. Yeah, I really like that Washington State Cougar potential or Houston potential upset. Um, Houston has played the tougher te- of teams of the two when playing Oklahoma. They lost that game. Washington State has not been tested at all um, with two games um, against here. I'm pulling it up right now. No, I'm not. But they got two games against not very good opponents. And so, yeah, I, I got upset a little on that one, too. And we're going to go to Justin real quick for Justin's joke of the week. Justin, what do you got for us? You didn't inform me I was supposed to have a joke of the week. I did not have a joke of the week. That is the joke. <laughs> Thanks, Justin, for joke of the week. All right. Uh, moving on, any else? You guys got some big news in college football? Uh, uh, well, I kind of got one thing. You know what the – it's more of just a question for you guys. The horns down. Yeah. Uh, Northern Illinois was going – against Utah was going you down. Yeah, is what's that going to become a thing where everything is just you either gotta... the opposite direction? Like, are people going to start doing throwing the bones in the downward <laughs> position? Yeah, like, you either got to – Throw a flag on all of it or none of it? Because people are going to start doing it against Miami. Yeah. The the only reason that was an issue is because it's fucking Texas. Well, it was happening in the Red River. Right, right. right. And and the Texas runs the Big 12. Everyone knows that's when Nebraska got out of there. But that's why it became an issue. But, yeah, I agree with you. If they're going to call it for horns down, they got to call it for the U down or whatever. So, I mean, I think we're getting a little soft in college football if we can't have that kind of stuff after touchdowns like come on like that's not a big deal that game was tight in the first half yeah yeah if texas players are losing their minds because they're they're doing (laughs) horns down then texas is not back which they aren't back anyways but all right uh, Uh, i I got one thing to add for the college football news um just on twitter day i saw the NCAA or in California, they passed the fair. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I saw that too. yeah. what do you? I know me and Scott have differing opinions on this, but what is Bryce and Justin? What do you think on that? Uh, I mean, a lot of those teams they're given opportunities to get jobs pretty easily from boosters. I know with Nebraska, there's a lot of a lot of players that have opportunities around the city that can actually like they can get jobs still, but like I don't know. I, I don't think we should be doing it because then it's all going to be – then college football is going to be all endorsements. And it's you're going to have way more Antonio Browns. You're going to have people with agents in college football already. I, I don't think it's a good thing. Chase, can you repeat what you said? I didn't hear the end of that, end of that question. Uh, the, so, in the state of California, they passed – uh, like, I don't know, fair page. Yeah, it's, I don't know what you call it, legislation. I don't know, a bill. It was fair pay to play, which basically means that players can get like financial compensation for, uh, I don't know, stuff they do. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I, I know Scott's probably going to disagree with me here, but I, I don't, I'm on the opposite side of, I don't think players should get paid in college. I think that. If you're good enough, you can get paid in pros. But if you start getting paid in college, that's just going to be a slippery slope. And, yeah, like Bryce said, there'll be players with agents coming out of high school. And that that will just be a shit show. It already happens. Uh, I mean, I disagree with you guys 
but I also agree somewhat. Like I agree if you, it's a slippery slope. If you give these guys too much money, then it is going to turn into that. And we already have like this almost free agency thing with the transfer portal. Like if we start paying players, is that going to become even more like, oh shit, I can get more money in Miami than I am here in yeah. Nebraska. Am I going to go there? But at the same time, like I played two years of football, not D1, like smallest level I could get. And we were not allowed to have a job in season. So every, every Sunday, the team would load up. We'd go, we'd go donate plasma so we could have some spending money. And at, at here in Nebraska and other big programs, the amount of work these dudes put in for this program, the amount of money that they're bringing in to this, the university and the football department and the athletic department, they deserve something. Like a little spending money here on the side. Like I'm not going to argue that. Like, and their likenesses are being sold. Like I know they got rid of NCAA 14 because of that, but people are still buying those, those number two jerseys for whatever player or something. So like, I agree with you that they shouldn't be making, they're not, they shouldn't be making $10,000 a year, but give them something on the side. So they don't have to donate plasma like we did. So they could go get a, some, some lunch or something like that. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. They should be compensated, but I mean, the really good ones are getting compensated with a, like, free education they get a full ride so and i know that a different sport i'm not i won't go into specifics but they do get uh money to eat like food during uh like christmas breaks and they do get like a little i don't stipend might be the right word but they do get some of that just from being on the team yeah but i think whatever your opinion is this is just the start like if it's starting in California, it's going to eventually get to other states and other legislation is going to get passed. So that is an interesting subject, though. So I'm glad you brought that up. Your podcast went so cool. Yeah, yeah. I know there's a lot of differing opinions from, like, sports commentators and football people around the, the United States about this subject. So um, just a little bit of stuff before we move on. Uh, I don't know if – I know Bryce and I saw it and Jason probably the ESPN 150 thing that came out. Um, Nebraska had one, two, three, six teams in the top 150. Um, the number one team was the 1971 team that won the national championship. I don't know what you guys thought about that list. I know Bryce said he got some stuff on that. Well, I mean, even just looking at the top 10, it's interesting because one of the first articles I saw about it was how did Miami 2001 not make it ahead of Clemson 2018? Yeah, I saw it too. And I kind of agree with that because that team was pretty freaking dominant. And mm-hmm. A lot of NFL talent on that team. Clemson has everybody. On. Yeah. yeah. I, and it, I mean, they are coming out of like the same conference, but I I don't know. I feel like Miami back then just played tougher teams and just dominated them more. Whereas Clemson is, they have no one. Like this year, A&M is probably the toughest game on their schedule. Yeah, I think, I don't think the, Clemson team should be number five, but I think they are hurt a little bit by the weakness of the conference. And if they did play yeah. in, in a tougher conference, there's no one saying that they couldn't still go undefeated. But that is against them. Like their conference is so weak and is so bad that they're getting a lot of haters on that one. Well, you just think like, oh yeah, they should do that. Well, you expect them right, to do that right. Rather than like we even talked about that when we were doing our picks. Like everyone expected Clemson to win the ACC. That was yeah, that was a, a foregone conclusion. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, what I was interested by is the the 1997 Nebraska team that split the national championships with Michigan that year. The 1997 Nebraska team finished 24th 
and the Michigan team finished 43rd. So I know, I know it's done. It's a done deal. Um, but can we get that? Yeah, AP went. Half? AP went to Michigan, and the coaches went to Nebraska. But I'd like to point out the AP voters, the the media is the one that voted on this poll. They just told us that Nebraska was better than that 1997 Michigan team. So why don't you just a whole bunch of yeah. So why don't you just pass that that AP championship to Nebraska too, and we'll throw her in the trophy case. Well, and also, people think of the '95 team as being the dominant team, and '71 definitely yeah. one spot. Yeah, that's, yeah. That was just. But I mean, the big thing was that everybody was saying was it. This isn't saying that the number one team would beat the number yeah. five rank like mm-hmm. on that list. It was how they did in that season and how dominant they were. So yeah. that 1971 team. What did it say? Like ten of their opponents or something were held to seven or less points. Yeah. It, like it was something. Ten of their thirteen opponents, seven or fewer points. Yeah. yeah. And they had the game of the century that year against Oklahoma, thirty-five to or thirty-one win to Nebraska. I don't know. I thought this was kind of an interesting list because I know, like me being us being born in the late nineties, like we didn't know about a lot of these these football teams. Yeah. So it was kind of interesting to look through. Um, uh, me, a big Boise State guy. Boise State made the list. That team that beat Oklahoma on the Statue of Liberty, they made it 138. So it's nice to see them on there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of group of five love. Uh, for our Kansas hour, Kansas lost this week 12 to 7. Oh. So I, I'm taking even heavier under for two and a half wins. Or maybe was it three and a half or two and a half? Three and a half. And we were all taking the hard under. And we thought they were going to beat Coastal this weekend, and they didn't. So, looking at the remaining schedule, the only one I can maybe see is West Virginia because they're not very good. Yeah, I got a little nugget on West Virginia later later in the pod. That that Kansas State game took take a look at that one. Kansas State is actually doing all They're right killing this year. Yeah. yeah, Bryce picked Kansas State Solid. for the Big 12. Confused, Easy lock. Confused all of us, but he must know something that we don't. Yeah, you're right. He's got some connections down in Manhattan. I'm not going to tell you. Yeah. If, if Les Miles gets more than two wins this year, I'll tattoo Les Miles into my chest or something crazy uh, like that. I don't that see that happening. is happening. <laughs> Write that down. This I, is recorded, Scott, so uh, we'll just go ahead and clip that. What'd you say, Justin? This is recorded, so we're just gonna go ahead and clip that. Keep you, keep you to it. <laughs> Less on the left peck, miles on the right. Hey, the last time I said that, <laughs> I said that if, if 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 Cleveland won the World Series last year, I'd get a Chief Wahoo tattoo. They did not win the World Series, so I'm not super worried about it <laughs> this time around. Uh, another stuff I want to talk about. I talked about USC a little bit. Um, their freshman quarterback started because JT Daniel got hurt, and everyone was talking about how the season was over. For USC, I thought it was too. Um, Keaton Slovis had a great game, yeah. 377 yards, three TDs, and a win over a Stanford team that maybe it wasn't great, but everyone thought it would be a tougher than they they seemed in that game. So no one picked them. Is USC the team to beat in the Pac-12? Uh, no, I don't think so. But they are a team like Purdue last year. Can't sleep on them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I just don't think they can. I know the, their quarterback looked pretty good. I don't know if you can – isn't he a true freshman? True freshman. Yeah, I don't know if a true freshman can take them to the Pac-12 championship. Uh, and especially when – I know Washington lost, but – Yeah. And I do think Oregon's still a better team and Utah. 
the house with them. I don't think just because they had a good one good win against Stanford that they're going to jump Utah even in the South. Uh, we got a big game, though. Utah goes to USC on September 20th. So game day will probably be there. Is that on a Friday? Yeah, I think it is. It is on a Friday. So game day won't be there. Game day won't be there. You're right. Um, and then USC goes to Washington on the 28th. So that's a tough stretch there. And then Notre Dame on October 12th. They get a bye week in there, but three three good teams right in a row there. So that's a tough schedule for USC there. Just throwing them in. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, I, I got a little bit about BYU later just because they played Tennessee. <laughs> but, uh, I don't got anything else for big news in college football other than Mac Brown and UNC 2 yeah. 0. He back to back weeks weeks he beat what? a former defensive coordinator of his. So what does the rest of their schedule? Let's take a look. Take a look at. I think I picked them to lose this week. And then they got Wake Forest, App State, Clemson in the next three weeks. Ooh, that Appalachian State will be tough too. But ooh, they got Mercer later on. This this Tar Heel team might make a bowl. They're going to they're going to they're going to have to get some upsets. Duke game, probably lock that one up as a dub. Duke's not very good. Mercer, Mercer's a win. Wake Forest is winnable. Appalachian State's for sure winnable. Yeah, Pitts Pitts winnable game. There's six. Georgia there. Tech, yeah. Georgia Tech, not a good team either. Yeah, lock lock it in. Miss North Carolina's going to the bowl. Yeah. Probably lose that Clemson game, but who knows, man? <laughs> Sam Howell's looked good, but. All right, now I got my segment. Oh, no, baby. What is he doing? And I should just start calling this the Tennessee segment. <laughs> Tennessee loses again. And it was BYU. They led 13-3 to at half. Give up a last-second field goal to, to then go to overtime and end up losing. Um, they're only favored in the three remaining games. So this might be outside shot of an 0-12 team. Who would have thought that for an SEC team? Uh, pretty rough, rough start to the year. Who are they? They got three good SEC teams coming up after this week, right? Yeah, they got Florida, Georgia, and then Alabama after Mississippi State. So four in a row. Yeah, Chattanooga coming up. They got to avoid this Chatt- Chattanooga upset in-state game here um, to to keep the the chance of winning one game at least. Um, and then I guess they got they got UAB later on, but UAB is not a terrible team for a. For a group of five team, but and then I got the unit, um, the Louisiana Monroe kicker. I wanted to put Florida State in here. I really did. They won the game, so I had to leave them out. But the Louisiana Monroe's kicker missed an, not a field goal, missed an extra point to lose the game for them in overtime. And this is a call out for all uh, group of five teams going for an upset. Go for two in overtime. You don't want to play these teams longer than you have to. Go for two, try in the game. And last, Texas DBs. I don't know if you guys saw, but I spoke all week about being the real DBU and LSU not being producing the better d- defensive backs. And they gave up 471 yards and four touchdowns to Joe Burrow, who couldn't even win the job at Ohio State. And last year didn't even complete 60% of his passes. This is a bad look for, for Texas DBs, getting up that many yards. Um, can I add some yes. to this? Yeah. All right, I'll start with uh, staying on that Texas game. Uh, Matthew McConaughey (laughs) 
Oh no, baby, what is he doing? He took the LSU Tiger head off of Lee Corso, and uh, he was just saying some weird stuff during his picks. No. But I, I think he went like nine and he one. Had good picks, yeah. Conhey's a weird dude, though. Did you guys see when he was pulling the the tiger hat head off? He got, like stuck on yeah. the Corso's chin. <laughs> He's gonna kill the poor guy. Man, half about to have a stroke up on stage. Um, and then I have. I was gonna say I was talking about West Virginia. So far in two games, they're one and one. They have one red zone visit, and they didn't even score off of it. Oh jeez, so I didn't see that. They. Uh, that's a pretty rough offense right there and my last one is ucla uh the chip kelly offenses are supposed to be pretty high speed scoring a lot and they've only scored 14 points in two games so yeah get that figured out but consistent yeah <laughs> they have yet to go over 300 yards in the game i got ucla on here too actually and i mean if chip kelly does as well as he did last year is chip kelly gonna make it through two years here at ucla I don't think anyone would have saw that coming that Chip Kelly was having without this um, much issue. I know there was a lot of talk, just like a lot of talk of Scott Frost before this year about Chip Kelly doing better. So yeah, I guess we'll find out. Yeah, see how well that's going. I thought about putting Nebraska in here because they gave up a 17 point lead, but I couldn't make myself do it. This is I, I almost put Scott Frost in here. Yeah, this is a Nebraska podcast. I will not add them to. Oh no, baby, what is he doing? Um, that was this week's Oh No Baby, What Is He Doing? Texas DBs, learn to walk before you talk that much. I don't like that at all. Be confident in silence and get the win. Um, now we're going to give it to Bryce. Bryce has a segment for us. I think it's, what, this day in Husker football? On this day in Husker history. So, first off, we've got nine games, September 12th, for those of you not listening, the Dead podcast. Uh, there's nine games. Seven of them that didn't make the important list were 2015 versus South Alabama, 48-9 dub. 2009 versus Arkansas State, you're welcome, Dash, 38-9 dub. 1998 at Cal, 24-3 dub. 1992 versus Mid-Tennessee State, 48-7 dub. 1981, didn't want to throw this one on there, but we lost to Iowa, 10-7. Um, and so the two games I did highlight were actually some pretty big games for non-conference games for the Huskers because we scheduled tough games from like Alabama, uh, 1987, number two, Nebraska versus number three, UCLA, Nebraska ends up winning 42 to 33. Uh, guess what number of sellout that was? What year was this? Uh, 1987. Um, I'm going to go. Oh, no. 160. 142. 150. Oh. Sorry, Justin. I got That's all right. Game. I'll throw you in on that one. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> so, uh, stats from the game, just quick stats. UCLA, 94 rush yards. Nebraska, 117. They had, UCLA had 53 attempts. Nebraska had 47. Uh, passing, uh, UCLA's quarterback might recognize his name, uh, Troy Aikman was 18 for 29 with 267 yards and Nebraska's QB Steve Taylor was 10 for 15 with 217 yards. Hey. He led the team with five passing touchdowns, tied a Big 8 record. Uh but one thing that still is somewhat consistent, they had Nebraska had four fumbles in that game. Oh jeez. Uh 
Uh, yeah, Taylor ran 12 times for 27 yards. Not a big thing. But the black shirts kind of held us out. They uh, actually ended up kind of getting down at the end of the, at the, end of the game. Um, but at the beginning, they stopped the eventual Heisman Trophy candidate, Gaston Green, from getting a, continuing his rushing streak of 100-plus yard rushing games. They stopped that at eight. But when I said they were gassed, uh, they went up 42 to 17 pretty handily. And then in the last four minutes, uh, Green had 16 points, rushed for two touchdowns, had two two-point two conversions, and they actually kicked a uh, onside kick with like 45 seconds left, and we recovered it luckily. But uh, that is the 1987 game, and the biggest one—not really a big game, but came from a big year. 1970 would have been the first year we won a national championship in the Orange Bowl against LSU. Uh, kind of interesting. I honestly didn't even realize it. Nebraska was number three and LSU was number five in huh. that championship game. But at the time, Nebraska was number nine against Wake Forest. We won 36 to 12. That was, attendance was 600, or wow, 66,103. That was the 12th straight time we've gotten over 66,000 people in the stands. Uh, sophomore Johnny Rogers debuted handling the ball six times. Uh, junior Jerry Taggy went nine for 12 with 168 yards. He had four, he put together four drives, two for 63 yards, one for 26, and one for an 81. But uh, in that game, it was honestly kind of a warm up game for us for USC the next week because Devaney used about 60 players prepping for him. Uh, but that ended up hurting us in a way because we lost two fumbles. First ended in touchdown for the Demon Deacons, Wake Forest, and they blocked a punt later on for a safety. Uh, we had nine points in 78 yards. Running backs were pretty decent. Joe Duna, four months before, had his second knee operation, but he had two touchdowns, and our leading rusher was Jeff Kinney with uh, 11 carries for 57 yards. But, yeah, and I kind of put down at the bottom, I was like, why did the number three team win? And the Cotton Bowl was Texas. They were ahead of us. I think they were number one that year. Okay. And they lost to Notre Dame 24-11 to in the Cotton Bowl. What was Notre Dame? Uh, they were, like, six or seven. They were about there. Okay. Uh, Ohio State lost to Stanford 27-17 uh, in the Rose Bowl. And then the Sugar Bowl was um, – Tennessee was ranked right behind us at number four. But they won against Wake Forest. Well, they won against Air Force, thirty-four to thirteen, but lost to Auburn in Week Two. Huh. Uh, another guessing game: How many bowl games were in nineteen seventy? Ten. Twelve. Fifteen. Eleven. Oh, was I win. Yeah. <laughs> but, that was yeah. Justin's joke of the week. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for on this day in Husker history. That was good. Uh, that was a pretty good segment. Um. One thing I wanted to go back to, you said that Nebraska was number three and they won the national championship. Uh, do you guys miss that that system where the, the media and the coaches get to pick the championship, or do you like how we have it now? Or is it even any different? Because there is still people choosing who who gets to play for the championship game. I, I honestly more if we did it that way because no way we they pick Alabama. I think less people would pick Alabama for their win. But I don't know. I like seeing the top four – best i put air quotes around that because you can't see me 
but I I like that people are choosing the like, pretty much it's the top four teams yeah. that are rated every year. But I like that. I honestly am a big Mike Mike Leach fan, and the fact that we should go to a sixteen team playoff. Uh, I'm I'm good with eight. I want to go to eight man. Even eight, yeah. I agree. I'd like to go to eight. Yeah, I'm on the same page. Eight. Yeah. I... You, yeah, and then you have nine and ten. Or you go can, against each other for number one against a little, the child. little bunny bracket action. You can like the FCS does like the top four, so it'd be twelve, yeah. and the top four get a buy. Yeah, I'd be okay with that too. Yeah. But what? eight is good enough because because these Power Five teams, um, at least one Power Five conference champ is going to miss out. I think we go to eight. All five Power Five teams get in champs, and you have like three wild cards or something. Go that way, or twelve wouldn't be bad. Um, to go back to the fourteen playoff, I saw an article. I think it was on the Athletic today about there's a chance that LSU, Alabama, and Georgia all finish with one loss. Is there a chance that they put three SEC teams in, leaving out another conference's champion? It depends what that conference champion's record was. But three SEC teams, if they do that, does that spell the end of 14 playoff? There will be so yeah. much uproar. If they put from, if they put more than two of a single conference in, I don't think people will let that go. Like they're, it's definitely going to be expanded within the next yeah. two years if that happens. Well, I mean Georgia and Alabama have been in. So right. I know. So that's what I'm saying. If there's yeah. more than two, oh yeah, it'll be. Well, even with two, if it gets. Con- Consistent to where it's just two SEC teams, people are gonna get pissed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's safe to say the Pac-12 is gonna get left out again this year. For sure. So, um, if another team or another conference does like, if the Big Twelve gets left out for whatever reason, there will be two SEC teams. So it's something to look at. Um, Bryce always also mentioned Arkansas State because <laughs> they lost to Nebraska on September twelfth one year. Um, we re-ruled Arkansas State out of the Group of Five pick because they lost SMU. They got a game against Georgia. If they win this game, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put them back in the conversation. Pretty hefty task. FBI's only giving them a 3.7 percent chance to win. But if you're listening, Dash, if Arkansas State, Arkansas State wins this game. Scott's getting a wolf tattoo on his chest. Yeah, we'll, we'll just yeah all around. I'll get a wolf tattoo and then like put less miles on my my butt cheek or something. So yeah, Arkansas State might still be in it. All right, now let's go to Nebraska. It was ugly. Um, you guys got to watch the whole game. No, you were at a I, wedding, weren't you, Jason? I watched the good half. So I also I, got to watch the good half. Yeah, we. I mean, I don't think anyone in this room expected Nebraska to go undefeated, but I didn't think we thought our first loss would come to Colorado. Definitely not. Yeah. Um, we'll we'll start with Justin and Jason since they only watched the first half. What did you guys think from the first half and? And what you saw? Uh, first reaction was the stands. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know if you could ask for a better environment. That was awesome. Being Nebraska, you're walking into a home game pretty much. Um, very good start. Uh, other, like, they had a – should have been a three and out. Lamar Jackson uh, got a, a penalty, personal whatever, personal foul, 15 yards, automatic first down. He uh, – it was so loud, and the you could hear the refs whistle on the TV, and it was like a low pass that just bounced barely in front of the receiver, and he was like a foot away when they blew the whistle. So I don't know if that should be a penalty. And then after that, it was a pretty good first half. I mean, t- 
tempo was high. Um, we were doing we were, looked like we fixed all our mistakes pretty much. Offense was looking good on the first couple of drives at least. Then it, it slowed down a little bit, but I don't know. From the first half, I thought when I left, there's no way we were going to lose that game. Yeah, I didn't think so either. Um, Colorado Stadium holds fifty or a little over fifty three thousand. I've heard some estimates of there's probably sixty to sixty five to seventy percent Nebraska fans in there, um, and I know well, all I know about Colorado fans is what I see on Twitter and what I've heard from the past. But I know this sounds this sounds awful coming from a fan of the team that you guys just beat. But Colorado fans should be embarrassed that they let that many yeah. opposing fans into their home stadium. Like you're not going to go out and support your team more in a, in a supposed rivalry game, as you said. So I don't know. It's kind of embarrassing if you're a Colorado fan. Justin, what do you think of the game? Yeah, I uh, so I kind of watched part of the. I got to see all the second quarter. I listened to the first quarter on the radio, um, but then I had to go to wedding the second half. But from what I was watching, I mean, like I had written down, like Jason said, the our fans really turned out. Like, and it was a home game for Colorado, and I think the quarterback was like trying to cover his ears because there was so much noise from Nebraska fans. Um, and yeah, I don't know what happened in the second quarter. I what maybe the altitude got to him. Or they just kind of got complacent, figured seventeen nothing. The game's in in the bag, but I, when I when I um, the wedding when I got to look at my phone, it was twenty four twenty four in the fourth quarter, and I was what the hell happened? And yeah. Then, then I got to watch uh, watch us mi- miss the kick on my phone, and that's all I got to see. So. Yeah, that's a tough way to end the end the wedding. But I don't think we can rule out altitude. You can, I mean, the defense definitely was not as fresh or as not as amped up as they were in the first half. But I think the it we have to put this on the offense, which is what I never thought we'd say two weeks in a row for a Scott Frost team. Um, but the offense just seemed kind of came out stale. They had to take a timeout before a single second came off the clock in the second half. Um, that's that's not a good start to a half. Um, Adrian Martinez, they stopped running the football until that one touchdown drive he had. Um, he wasn't finding open receivers. Um, and it just seemed like everything was out of whack. And Because they didn't score to go up 24 nothing before halftime. I was kind of worried. Maybe that's just me being a fan. But I, I knew they left the door open for Colorado. And they, they turned it into a, a big win for them. Um, I just think this is a young team that doesn't have that that killer instinct yet, and we we haven't won a road game in over two years, so that's kind of that's kind of discouraging. So hopefully we can get one this year. We go to Illinois. Hopefully we can get it now before we later in the season. But a lot of people, I mean, if you're a Husker fan, you got to stay off Twitter after a Husker loss because there's a lot of <laughs> a lot of dumb stuff out there. But to any of you people thinking that Nebraska was going to go undefeated this year and this was this was frost uh the second year like it was at ucf you were delusional and i'm not not saying that i don't believe nebraska can win every game i'm not hoping they win every game but this is still a year two team this is we're still a year or two away so let's let's be positive like i, I tweeted this out with the account um twitter account at dupe underscore pick underscore m follow us on twitter i tweeted this out um northwestern lost a game to acton last year and they still won the division, so season's not over by a long shot. Agreed. Knock on doesn't matter for the conference. 
No, it really doesn't. And yeah, but to the game, like we got up and we got complacent coming out second half. We were coasting both sides of the ball, and then it came back to how we were playing last year. We just coasted, they scored, and then we finally decided that we needed to score. And that's not how you can play. It's, right. it's just not going to be that way. When you're up 17 to nothing, you might as well score right away and after half. Keep that rolling. Just mm-hmm. shove it down the throats. And it, yeah, I, I don't know how much I, – I don't like blaming the altitude because we went up 17 nothing. We had a break. Yeah. And then we come back out. And Colorado's just ready for the last half of the game. Yeah. Um, and then I know there's a lot of talk about Adrian Martinez for Heisman. And, yeah, I mean, that's not happening now. I don't think it was going to happen in the first place. But he's not playing bad. He's a – this kid's a sophomore quarterback. It's not like he's been in the system for his whole life. Like, we got to give this kid a break. Like, maybe he hasn't made the jump that a lot of people expected, a lot of people hoped for. But it's still his only – his second year in this program. So, he's going to get better. The team's going to get better. Um, I don't like people giving up so early after one loss, especially like Bryce said, non-conference does not matter. Like you want to win every game, but if we want to win the big 10, this loss does not hurt us one bit. No. 14 and one. Exactly. Yeah. 14 and one <laughs> national champs. Uh, a little bit too much hype there, but let's go to this week. Like, what do you think? Uh, NIU kept it close with, with Utah for most of that game till the fourth quarter. Um, what are we looking at for, for this week's game? Um, I think Nebraska's offense has a chance to really uh, explode. I think Northern Illinois allowed like the second or third most yards in their two games in all of uh, the FBS. So I think we have a real shot to go off there. Is that right? Uh, it was a little less than Nebraska. I don't know what I was looking at then, but I do think I'm optimistic this week. I think they're going to come out with a chip on their shoulder. So, I guess we'll see. Yeah, I think this game is going to go kind of like the Utah game went. Um, NIU is not a bad football team, and they're going to keep this one close. But I think Nebraska's. I hope Nebraska is going to pull this one out and pull it out big. Um, and this might be a long shot, but if we want college game day to be here for Ohio State, we have to win these next two games big. So, yeah, we're coming in, or they're coming in, or we are a 14 point favorite, and FBI got us at 82.8% chance chance to win. So hopefully we can pull it out. Yeah, they're, they're a fiery team. I mean, they came out and scored in the first minute and a half, I think, against Utah. Like, they went pound for pound right with them, and Utah just kind of had the endurance to pull them off, but they come out with a chip on their shoulder. They do. And we honestly have to come out with a bigger chip. And Yeah. Uh, NIU beat us in Lincoln a couple of years ago. And there's already been some talk about a revenge game or crap like that. And I don't like that at all because we, there's a lot of talk for the Colorado week too. And talking doesn't win you games as Texas DBs can attend to. So like, we lost. We need to just put keep our head down, keep working, keep moving forward, and win. So, yeah, I was wrong on that. I was looking at the wrong stat. So, I guess you can ignore what I said, but still optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess if if you guys don't have anything else, we'll go to picks for this week. I know Justin's going to give us our picks. Um, 
And then you guys got anything else? I don't think so. Um, we'll get Buck, Buck and Dexter are 0 and 1 in picks so far. We'll, we'll get their picks. Uh, I'm only letting them pick Iowa State. So <laughs> Yeah, both of them listened to me too much and picked Texas in that game. So, yeah, I don't think we're going to give them even a chance to pick Iowa because we're not to kick Buck out of the house if he picks, picks Iowa. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, yep. Go starting with uh, Kansas State going to Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State is a six and a half point favorite. What do you guys think? I like Mississippi State. Bryce. Well, I got K State with Big Twelve, so obviously it's going to be K State. But they've been scoring a lot of points, and I think their offense is just going to take over Mississippi State. Uh, yeah, I got Mississippi State. I don't think their defense is what it was last year, but I do think that they'll win against Kansas State. I don't I don't think Kansas State's as good as advertised. They're back by Bryce. Never were here, but they're back. Bryce did say that non-conference wins don't hurt your chance to win the conference, yeah. so you could pick Mississippi State here, Bryce. Yeah, but I just think Kansas State's going to get the dub. All right, all right. Liking the Wildcats. What about you, Justin? Yeah, I also have Mississippi State. Sorry, sorry, Bryce. Um, okay. Next, next game, we got Ohio State going to Indiana. Ohio State is a 15-point favorite. Yeah, give me Ohio State by at least 28. What uh, what time is this game? That's a great question. Give me a second. Oh, here, Justin. I got it right here. I'll pull it up. Well, it must not be at 11 because they didn't complain about it. That would knock it out. Really. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio State, uh, 11 a.m., yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Never mind. I wish I would have looked this up. I wonder if Ohio State does better early games or late games. I don't think it's going to matter. No, I don't know. Well, Probably not. I already get, I already gave my pick. I got Ohio State big. But Ohio State has a habit – or Indiana has a habit of playing Ohio State close. They haven't been able to get an upset the last couple of years, but they, they do play Ohio State rather close, closer than a lot of teams do. So. That's why I was maybe thinking to be close, but still picking Ohio State. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got Ohio State. I think they'll I think they'll cover that fifteen point spread. Um next up, Stanford uh going to UCF. UCF is a seven point favorite here. Yeah, I picked Stanford in this game because that this was a tough one for me because Stanford did not look good last week and UCF's a hot team. But KJ Costello should be back. And um if I want Memphis to get that group of five pick, UCF's gotta lose sometime, so Stanford. Uh, I still got UCF winning since it's down in Florida. Um, yeah, with uh, Stanford's quarterback coming back, it might be a close game, but but go, go Knights, I guess. Yeah, I agree. I got I got UCF. Yeah, I got I got UCF too. Even though they're not the team they they were the past few years, I still got UCF here. Um, next up, we got USC. Um, going to BYU. BYU is a four-point favorite. What? Yeah. BYU is the favorite in this game. You bet. Well, give me, give me uh, USC. USC is going to win by at least ten points. Keaton Slow is the real deal. Bryce, what do you got? Yeah, this was the one I was. This was probably my toughest pick to make this week. Um, I have BYU down, but let's go. I, I honestly might stick with it, 
but you guys weren't kidding. No, USC is four point favorite. Oh yeah. Really? Yeah, USC is four point favorite. Mm, sorry, I wrote that down wrong then. That's well, right. I got BYU winning in upset fashion. Yep. I I also had BYU. I mean, you know, coming off that hot win against Tennessee. It's <laughs> a big win. Go BYU. Go Mormons. Um Alabama going to South Carolina. Alabama is a 25 and a half point favorite. Yeah, give me give yeah. me pick. Yeah. <laughs> Alabama, I think all around in this one. Um I have the Gamecocks losing. Yeah. <laughs> South Carolina. Yeah, That's I got cool. Alabama here pretty much no brainer. <laughs> By Jason, um, yeah. The, if, if the Gamecock can't beat Mac, can't beat beat Mac Brown, I don't think they're gonna get a, a hot Crimson Tide team. Next, um, all right, we got Florida going to Kentucky. Florida's eight and a half point favorite. Yeah, I got Florida in this one. Florida. Yeah, I got Florida too. I also have Florida. All right. Um, next up, Florida State going to Virginia. Is Florida State gonna be able to uh, come back, have a turn around, turn their season around here? Uh, Virginia is a good team. I got it's at Virginia, isn't it? Yeah, at Virginia, they're a seven and a half point favorite. Yeah, give me the over on that one. I got Virginia. I got Florida State with the upset, turning it around. They're not gonna start zero and three. No, they got to win against Louisiana Monroe. Oh, did they meet them? They're, yeah. they're not going to start one and two. Yeah, they're starting one and two. Virginia's going to win. <laughs> I just this was one of my uh, possible upsets for uh, the ranked versus unranked. So we'll we'll hope that turns out. Yeah, I also had this as a possible upset, but I still pick Virginia. Um, for that game, Jason's got Boise State going to the the Group of Five game. Um, they have. I saw both projections today. They are projected to actually make it to that game. But for that to happen, you need Florida State to win a couple games to make that that win look a lot better than it is right now. That might have been my thought process on the pick. I said Florida Florida State was going to win eight games this year uh, a couple podcasts ago. That Louisiana Monroe win did not not give me any confidence, but they got the win. So I guess that's one. All right, next up, we have the biggest spread of our games here. Number one team, Clemson, going to Syracuse, who just got blown out by the by Maryland. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on that one. I still have uh, – I am taking. I guess I'm going against the spread. I got Clemson winning this game, but Syracuse plays Clemson, Clemson close. I think it's going to be closer than, than that spread. 27.5 is the spread, by the way. All right. I got Clemson. I got Clemson. I last week they just played good enough to beat a good team. They actually looked like they could, and, but I I think uh, Syracuse is going to get blown out. Yep, I got Clemson too. Trevor Lawrence going to win the Heisman. Um, Texas Tech going to Arizona. Texas Tech is a two and a half point favorite. Yeah, I took Texas Tech in this game, but. Don't be surprised if Khalil Tate has a big game. They Arizona gets to win, and now he's a really good player. Uh, I got I picked Texas Tech after watching Arizona play Hawaii. That's still in my mind, so I'm taking Tech on that one. Yeah, I got Texas Tech as well. I have Arizona in this game as a 
I guess it is technically an upset, but it's not much of one with two and a half point, point underdog. Um, let's see here. Um, North Carolina at Wake Forest this is a fr- the Friday night game. Wake Forest is a three point favorite, but North Carolina is hot. Yeah, give me North Carolina. Give me the Fighting Mac Browns until they lose. Same. I'm on that same train right there. Yeah, go Tar Heels. You got to pick right now if you're on the Mac Mac Brown train or not. Okay. Well, I'm hopping off then because uh, I'm go- I got Wake Forest in this game. Is he the, is he you're not allowed him? back on after they win. <laughs> I don't want to be on the train. Uh, Washington State going to Houston. They are a uh, eight and a half point favorite. Or is that yeah, I, three? I got doing this game just because I picked them to win the Pac-12. I think Jason mentioned earlier this is an upset alert game. Uh, Wazoo hasn't been tested all year. Uh, Houston has that game against Oklahoma under their belt. They lost, but that's that's a good team and some good some good experience. So be a lookout for that game. Yeah, I mentioned it, and I'm gonna pick up. I got Houston with. Wazoo going down there. I'm, it might be like uh no, it's at it's at the Houston Texan field stadium, whatever. So big atmosphere there. I got Houston pulling off the upset. Yeah, I got Washington State. I I also have Washington State in this game. I don't think they're gonna get upset. They are eighty five percent chance to win with the FPI. Yeah, swing your sword. Through the FBI. It's got Nebraska losing a lot of games. Yeah, swing your sword. Big Mike Mike Leach fan. Yeah, so. I like Mike Leach. Um, Colorado going to Air Force. They are a, a three and a half point favorite. I like this game in state matchup. Um, like half or forty five minutes, half hour down the road. Uh, are they from each other? But I like Colorado in this game. Yeah, I got Colorado. With their third straight rivalry win, uh, they had Colorado State, and then they beat us, and then I think they're going to beat uh, Air Force. So, I guess. Yeah. Air Force, the standing chance, I don't think. Colorado. Yeah, I also have Colorado. Um, all right, before we get to our two main games of the week, um, town, or it's our, this is our obscure pick of the week, Townsend at Maine. Scott, can you give a little background on this game? Yeah, um, I looked up on ESPN, highest ranked FCS games this year and or this week, and Townsend number nine is going into the number eight Black Bears. So uh, I thought it would be an interesting one to pick. Um, Maine played uh, Georgia Southern team close. They lost 26-18 and they got a Townsend team that they beat the Citadel, who played Alabama close for a half last year, remember? And then um, they got another win against North Carolina Central. Um, we'll see if these two teams are good at the end of the year, but I think this will be a good matchup. And I'm taking Maine. I mean, they're the, the higher-ranked team. Not that that really matters, but they're the, they're the home team. And give me the home team. So, go Black Bears. Yeah, I got Maine, who made the FCS semifinal last year. Uh, and then lost to Eastern Washington. But I got Maine winning an exciting game over Townsend. Yeah, I got Maine also. They finished pretty well last year. Um, and I think their quarterback came back too. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, I got Maine. 
I did absolutely zero research on this game. I picked Maine strictly because they were the home team. So I also did no research other than looking it up. Um, Dash must not have done either any either because he picked Towson or Townsend. Yeah, I'm not really sure how you pronounce that. It's spelled T O W S O N. So listeners, um, let us know on Twitter. Also, our ratings are we only had 11 listens this last week after 26 the first week. So tell your friends, listen to the Duke call or basement college football. Um, so I guess Justin, give us your last two picks now. All right, uh, game of the week. Um, Iowa going to Iowa State game day. Um, as of let's as of Tuesday, Iowa was a one point favorite. I'm not sure where that line is now, but what are your thoughts? There's only one correct pick in this podcast and in this household. Iowa State. Yep. Iowa State wins as Iowa breaks a couple games. I don't know. Yeah. Justin, to, just to answer your question, Iowa is now a two point favorite. Two point favorite. Justin, tell us who you picked. I sure did pick the Hawkeyes here. All right, Justin, if we could kick you off that this podcast right now, we might. Um, I, I, I saw your guys' picks, and I, you guys were all picking Iowa State. I have to make up a few points here. you got to um, look at finally. You can't look at our picks and base it off that. <laughs> to, all, to all the listeners that are big fans of Justin Hansen's part of the podcast, he might be suspended for the next week. So, <laughs> Guys, now both Justin picked Iowa. Just, Justin P picked Iowa to win the Big Ten, though. So that's a bigger issue, I guess. I, I got to make up some points here. Um, you guys, you guys can make your picks happily sitting atop the rankings, but I got to make up some points. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not gonna. My worst week's gonna be eleven and five. I'm not, I'm not gonna commend you on for taking Iowa in a, in a game, but I like the strategy at least. Um, but. I don't know. Maybe it, maybe Iowa State will come out here or they have game day. Maybe they'll come out with a, a little extra fire under their ass um, and and win here. But I have Iowa. So first game day in Ames might be exciting. Um, all right. Then we got Nebraska's game. We got um, Northern Illinois coming to Lincoln this week. Nebraska is, uh, I think now they're a 14-point favorite. Yeah, I got – Nebraska, I got them in 42-21. Again, I think this game's going to be close into the deep into the second half, and I think Nebraska scores a couple fourth quarter touchdowns to end up pulling away in this one. Did uh, was Northern Illinois who upset us in like 2017? Yes. Yeah. All right, I got us reversing that upset and getting I don't even know remember his name. I don't want to out of our heads. The old coach. Mike yeah. Riley. Get riled down. Yeah, I got Nebraska. What I picked the score: thirty-five, twenty-four. We win by eleven points. I hope we get a shutout. But yeah. um, I got Nebraska thirty-five, twenty-one. Um, I honestly hope our defense gets some stops this time. I would be okay with them not getting as many defensive touchdowns. I'd rather have less points, but. I yeah, thirty-five twenty-one. I also had Nebraska 35-21. I guess I didn't look at Bryce's score. I probably should have when <laughs> when he, I hate having the exact same score as him, but I also have Nebraska thirty-five twenty-one. Yeah, um, you guys got anything else for this week? Uh, did we talk about our Heisman pick though? Uh, no, we we didn't this week. Um, Jonathan Jonathan Taylor looked good again. Um, nothing really amazing. Played Wisconsin played a bad team. So I'm gonna not talk not talk about him that much because he had a kind of an average week. 
Yeah, I got – so my head is Jake Fromm. Honestly, these non-conference games might be hurting his chances. He's doing fine. 10 for 11, 166 yards and one touchdown, but he's getting taken out of these games. So, I mean, they're obviously – he's not really worried about Heisman. He's more about winning games, and that's a Heisman candidate in itself right there. So, <laughs> I mean, yeah. uh, in the latest updated Heisman rankings, Jalen Hurts is – Leading the pack, so right now Jalen Hurts is running away with it, and yeah. um, I know I sent it to you, to Justin and Jason. He had a great soundbite this week at a press conference. He, uh, I guess, he went to work out after the South Dakota game because I guess South Dakota didn't give him enough work. <laughs> Oklahoma wins that game, seventy to fourteen. Um, Connor Teal didn't play, so that's why. Yeah, Bryce's high school teammates on the team. He's hurt, right? Yeah, yeah, he's hurt. So he didn't get he didn't get to play. He would have shut Jalen Hurts down. At least four tackles. But the media asked Jalen Hurts why he went to work out after the game if this was a normal thing. And Jalen Hurts like, I had some stuff on my mind. I need to get it off my mind. I need to go put some work in. And the, they later asked him, like, Jalen, like, what would you have on your mind? And in complete Bill Belichick fashion, he answered, getting some work in. So Jalen Hurts is a pretty motivated guy and already has the media in check. Justin? Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh, you're not going to hear me say anything different all season. Thanks. <laughs> so Justin sticking with Trevor Lawrence for Heisman pick. Um, yeah, any of you guys got anything else to add? Uh, just thanks to Bryce for coming on the pod. Yeah, Hope you enjoyed it. He's drinking a natty light right now. Yeah. Every room needs a little natural light. Oh yeah, Saturday. I'll say it every week. Uh, Scott Frost, if you want to come on the pod, beer's always cold. Um, come on down to the basement. Um, anyways, yeah, thanks to Bryce. Hopefully, next time we do this podcast, we got some happier stuff to talk about, <laughs> about Go Big Red football. Um, but uh, some credits. Credits to Kevin and Amy Tobin for letting us live here. Uh, live Mason for doing the graphics. Uh, Star Street Farms, Anderson Farm Corporation, Hanson Cattle Co. And th- that's all I got for now. You guys have anything to add? Nope. Uh, tell, tell your friends. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Go Big Red. Yeah, follow us on Twitter at Duke, D-U-P-E, underscore pick, underscore M-E-M. All right, yeah, go Big Red.